Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Welcome back to Pushing the Limits. This week, I have a special interview with Ben Warren of Be Pure. Now, Ben is a celebrity nutritionist, very well known in New Zealand and an absolute authority when it comes to health and well-being, and I had a really great interview with him, so I'm going to pass over to him in a moment. Uh, But before I do, just a reminder, if you want to join me on my book launch tour, I'm holding online book launches every Thursday night at 6 p.m. If you go to booktour.lisatamity.com, you can register on there and join me live. Meet my amazing mum, hear our background stories behind the book Relentless. And if you want to grab the book Relentless just straight away, you don't want to wait for the book launch, then head on over to lisatamati.com. You can grab it as an audio book, as a paperback, Amazon, Kindle, uh, every which way known to man it's available. So head on over to lisatamati.com. Right now, over to Ben Warren of Be Pure. Well, hi, everybody. Lisa Tamani here. Today, I am sitting with Ben Warren, who is our famous national treasure in regards to nutrition and healthy lifestyles. Welcome, Ben. <laughs> it's great to have Thanks, you. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. That's very humbling. <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're a legend in this country already. So for those who don't know Ben, and Ben, I don't know when you, you, know, you would have missed that, but Ben is the founder and co-owner of Be Pure which is a, what is it? Actually, Ben, explain what B-Pure is because it's not just something. Yeah, that's a, what is it? No, it's so true. Yeah, it is. We're, we're, we're basically an education company. And, and so essentially we're an education company that educates people around um, diet and lifestyle factors to improve people's quality of lives, people's help people on their health journeys. That looks uh, in a variety of different ways. We have, you know, uh, we, we do have nutritional supplements. We have a, a lot of uh, educational resources to help people eat better, to live healthier. We have uh, a laboratory that does very advanced hormone testing. So there's a number of ways that we come in to try and, uh, uh, yeah, help people on their health journey, really, yeah. um, because, you know, we're all on this journey um, trying to be, be healthy and enjoy, and enjoy life as much as we can. And, uh, yeah, the, the company is really a platform to, to help people um, do that more. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm being fascinated to watch your journey, you know, like as a, as a company, Be Pure has, has been a role model for our company and learning from you guys and what you're doing and how you're doing it has been quite fascinating. And, um, you know, you've been kind enough to share tips over the years. And one of the big tips that I have to tell people, and I was just saying big thank you to Ben. He was the first one that put me on to hyperbaric oxygen therapy, which, of course, was absolutely key in my mum's rehabilitation. Um, and has, has, you know, I ended up opening a clinic, Ben, and um, I've now sold the clinic. But it's it's made therapy available, made it more well-known in the, in the you know, area for brain rehab and uh, from many other areas as well. So that was a huge tip that Ben just, you know, off the cuff told me one day when we were talking about mum and his, uh, her situation. So thanks for that, Ben. <laughs> that was really key. You're welcome. You're welcome. And it's so, so uh, as always, Lisa, you're so inspiring in whatever you're doing. And, and uh, you know, obviously with, with your mum and her story and her recovery, um, yeah. <laughs> That's just kind of what we expect from you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You know, you know the sorts of um, 
research and things that goes into any health journey and it's never just a you know like I think a, a, one of the pervading mentalities unfortunately with a lot of people is that we go to the doctor we get a single pill and we take the pill and we're all good and you and I know that um, health is really a multifaceted thing that we need to be always tweaking and, and, and learning and developing and being open-minded as to how to improve and we, our knowledge is of course and you're at the cutting edge of, of research and so on um, and always learning the next thing and this is this is what leads to better long-term health I think is having that attitude that open-minded attitude to you know looking at what the latest research is saying and 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 building the blocks that are required from the exercise to the sleep to the meditation to the supplements to the food you know all of these aspects play a huge role don't they Absolutely. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Lisa. It, it is, you know, for all of us, we're on this journey, on this health journey and, and uh, life throws, throws things at you, you know, he throws curveballs at you and then you have to be able to pivot and respond to those, you know, just as we, you know, we're recording this right now, obviously during a, the COVID-19 lockdown in New Zealand. And so, um, again, a whole different set of challenges around health right now, um, yep. from social isolation through to uh, boredom eating, <laughs> emotional yes. eating, um, and, uh, you know, like something, you know, when we were having to deal with a lot of different things. And, um, and so, you know, life changes. Uh, and but, it, but it's uh, certainly the more you can do those fundamentals really well, like you mentioned, you sort of those diet and lifestyle factors, we know that you, you know, you're going to weather it better. Exactly, exactly. And so today, Ben, I wanted to talk with you some of the the key learnings that you have around, you know, because we are in this coronavirus time, building immunity and building our bodies up to be strong so that they can cope with with viruses and, and, and things that come at us. Um, and, and delving deeper into, you know, some of the areas that you've been working in and also some of the, the nutrients that we really need to think of being, about being added into our, into our diet, whether that's through supplements or whether that's through food. Um, so what would be your top, tips for boosting immunity okay yeah i think you know when we start looking at diet and lifestyle factors for, for immunity um there's probably sort of three or four key areas that we we can improve you know our, our foods what are we eating um our nutrient levels um and then you know, our lifestyle factors and, and and i mean the fourth one which kind of comes in under under the foods we're eating is also our gut so let, let's let's start at the um, start at the, the the food aspect first. And so ideally, we want to be eating you know these foods we want to be adding in that are going to be beneficial to our immune system. So these are these are going to be you know whole foods, nutrient dense foods. So lots of vegetables, high quality fats and proteins. Um, and so there's a number of factors. You know the fats and proteins are the raw materials to build immune molecules. Um, the, the 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 plant based diet or you know like so basically eating a lot of plants vegetables that's going to provide uh the best environment for the for the uh beneficial bacteria and the microbiome which is the the first line of defense really for our immune system um and then uh you know from a from a from a whole food aspect um there's also things we want to be then eliminating so you know, ideally trying to minimize sugar as much as possible because sugar feeds the unfriendly bacteria which then impacts our immune system uh, and then really trying to minimize also um I, i'm not a big fan of, of gluten containing foods for a lot of people they really struggle with gluten as a protein your immune system's responding to gluten as a protein and so minimizing 
gluten as a protein. So the first step would be that, that whole food step. Um, yeah. And then should I go on to talk about nutrients? Yeah. Well, so let's just, just dissect that. You know, when you say like gluten's not good, I mean, I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that gluten is probably bad for all of us, which is a really hard pill to swallow because I like bread. <laughs> I'll be honest. I really struggle with the bread one. But it, is, it isn't good for any of us, is it? It's not just people who are, uh, you know, uh, gluten intolerant or celiac uh, disease people. But it, it, what does it actually do? Why is it such an insidious? Is it, is it one of the lectins? You know, is it one of the, in the lectin family? Yeah, well, there's a, yeah, there's a number of factors to it, and and you're absolutely right, Lisa. The research does show that um, the that gluten has been shown to be inflammatory for everybody. So in this study, they took people who are celiacs, who we know have a strong immune response to gluten, and and non-celiacs, and they found that it didn't matter whether they were celiac or not. Whenever they ate gluten, it increased inflammation. So we know that it is inflammatory for everybody, according to the research. And so why is it so inflammatory? Well, I guess. There's a number of reasons, but let me see if I can sort of put this together succinctly. Is on a basic level, the bread we're eating now is nothing like the bread that your grandmother was eating. So, you know, if we go back, you know, over the last 50 years, the hybridization of grains has, has, has meant that um, the gluten content has increased. It's meant that unbeknownst to the, you know, actually Norman Borlaug, who, who, who did a lot of the hybridization, got a Nobel Prize for it. Um, they did concentrate the lectin levels, so there are much higher levels of lectins in modern wheat varieties. Now, lectins are a molecule plants make to stop insects from eating them. And so it looks like in, in increasing the lectin levels in wheat, modern wheat, um, they, they, they basically made it so that insects can't eat it, but it looks like humans can't tolerate it either now. And so definitely the lectin component of it is is is... Um, also a contributing factor. Together with, um, in the modern world, we seem to have um, a lot of leaky gut uh, issues. So this is where the junctures in your gut start getting loose and uh, the food particles we're eating start getting into the immune, into the bloodstream where we get an elevated immune response. And so we don't know, maybe it's the sugar, maybe it's the lifestyle, maybe it's the nutrient deficiency. So we don't know exactly what's driving this perfect storm of gut leakiness but um, that that seems to be coupled with this increased intolerance to the bread and gluten right and, and that's a really good one let's let's talk a little bit about what happens when you get the leaky gut syndrome so the particles are passing through partly undigested and in toxins and chemicals and things that are you know you, you're inadvertently ingesting when you when you have food and they're yes. getting through unchecked into the blood system and dissolving into the blood so that's causing systemic inflammation and toxicity in, in within our cells. Is that, is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. So 70 to 80% of our immune system is centered around our gut-associated lymphoid tissue, which is in our gut. And the reason being for that, the easiest way to get the pathogen into your body is to eat it. Um, and so this is the in, you know, primary interface between the outside world and our, our inside world and, and our bodies. And so when these junctures start getting loose, we start, like you say, start getting foreign particles um, and uh, toxins from the foods we're eating and, and bigger molecules start getting into the bloodstream that shouldn't be there. And, and our immune system then recognize these big proteins. And, and when we look at, uh, you know, our immune system's constantly looking at the foods we're eating, particularly the proteins going, is this protein food? Or is this protein a virus or a bacteria? Because viruses and bacteria are just proteins too. So it particularly looks at the proteins, and if you get a big molecule in there that, that shouldn't be there, the immune system goes, 
tags it as as non-self, tags it as an invader, and will build specific immune molecules to that. Uh, and then our immune system talks systemically throughout their whole body. And so if you start getting an elevated immune system in your gut, um, so for example, the macrophages, which are a big immune molecule, they will talk to the other macrophages in your body and say, hey, we're getting attacked, upregulate, start looking for anything that looks like this. Uh, and so we start then getting increased um, inflammation throughout our whole body. Our, our immune system will then even start tagging proteins that are us as, as not us, and we'll start attacking proteins that are us. And I mean, that, that can be in the joints, as in the case of rheumatoid arthritis. Often it can be in the thyroid in the case of um, autoimmune, uh, arthro, uh, autoimmune Hashimoto's um, and these kind of conditions. So it then has a, a, yeah, a systemic effect throughout the whole body. Wow. So, so a lot of the you know, autoimmune diseases which are rife in our, in our world, you know, like Hashimoto's and thyroid, uh, are classic examples of the body just attacking itself and killing your own thyroid at the end of the day because it's and even with this mm-hmm. coronavirus from what i understand it's um interleukin 6 is what they've identified as being the the uh problematic is it cytokine that is um yeah causing this huge immune response and then so the body overreacts and sends so many soldiers to fight it that it actually starts shooting everything for, you know, as an analogy, it starts killing off the good and the bad. Yeah. An overreactive yeah. immune system. So when, we, when we're talking about inflammation, because most people still understand inflammation is like when I cut my leg, it goes a bit red and sore and that's inflammation or they get a sore knee when they've tweaked it or something. And that. But this, mm-hmm. is, this is inflammation that is right throughout the body because it's in the blood system and it's popping out in different areas. So one of the, like... Um, um, I've got a brother who's got some very bad back issues and um, I'm, you know, very much convinced in the work that I've been doing with him that it's a systemic inflammation problem as much as it is a disc problem. Um, and that's a bit of a leap for people to to make because they think, no, I've got a sore back, I've got a disc problem or I've got a nerve problem. And they don't actually equate it to actually know the, the, the body's immune system is in overdrive, the inflammation is going you know, and we need to we need to address that as well as perhaps looking at if there's a physical injury. Um, but it's actually you know looking at at that whole the whole body, looking at the gut health. Absolutely, it's 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 a whole environment. The immune system is talking to the immune system throughout the whole body, and and so the more that we can kind of create the environment that that is calming down the immune system, the more that we can have the uh, I think the uh, wonderful point you raised up around the you know the coronavirus is this this cytokine storm with, yep. where the immune system gets out of control, and that's actually then becomes dangerous in of, in of itself. Mm-hmm. Is we want a well controlled immune system, and this is actually where nutrients like vitamin D comes in. Vitamin D controls and modulates your immune response. And so uh, if, if we looked at your immune system like a, uh, um, we want your immune system to be like a really good heading dog. And so we want, you know, like, so if you've got a dog in with the sheep, um, you don't want Labradors in with the sheep because it's just going to cause a whole bunch of collateral damage, that collateral damage being inflammation. What we want is a really good heading dog knows exactly when to go in and exactly when to stay sitting here and not chase the sheep. And so vitamin D is like the shepherd with the whistle that controls the immune system. It controls um, when the dog goes in and out. And so having adequate vitamin D, this is one of the reasons why adequate vitamin D is so important for our immune system, is 
is because it actually modulates and controls this immune response, uh, you know, as do omega-3 fatty acids, omega-3 fatty acids, as found in fish oils and oily fish, salmon, uh, they, they, they make specific molecules that can help turn off that interleukin-6 inflammatory marker. And so they modulate and control the immune response. That is, that is quite fascinating. And vitamin D is not just, they're actually calling it a hormone, a pro-hormone now that it has because it has so many influences on, throughout the body. Um, and vitamin D also in relation to calcium, so um, taking it with K2 and vitamin A is a good combination. From what nice. Else? For helping. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, these the nutrients they all they all they all work together, and depending on which biochemical pathway, they have different cofactors. So, so for bone, um, vitamin D controls your uptake of calcium, and then vitamin K two controls the deposition of calcium as to where you're putting the calcium in your body. Because we want to put the calcium in the bones, we don't want to put it in the soft tissue like your arteries, because that's associated with increased heart disease. And so. Um, uh, boron's also required with the bone factor and so yeah when you start looking at vitamin d for immunity it's coupled then with vitamin c it's coupled with zinc it's coupled with vitamin a um so you know it, it it's like a um it's like a symphony an orchestra yeah. and different parts of the orchestra need to be playing at different times for to, to create this uh harmony uh yeah. of of human health that's a that's a beautiful way of putting it putting it um i'm in the middle at the moment and, and um you know i'm certainly no expert in this area but i've been studying functional genomics and so looking at um different dna specific dna genes and the different pathways that they take and um i've had fantastic a, yeah it's been fascinating absolutely fascinating and one of the interesting ones was the vitamin d um gene uh the name escapes me right now um yeah, can't remember it right now. Which, which, what not number? BDR. Is it not? I don't know if it's BDR. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> and what was interesting was that if you have the poorer conversion of vitamin D, so that you, if you, uh, for example, come from ethnicities that are closer to the equator or where there was a lot of sunshine in your ancestry, then you have often um, a lower level of uh, serum vitamin D in the body and it can't be. Um, carried in by the transporter either very well and so you need to have extra vitamin d especially yeah. if you're say somebody who's come from one of the hotter climes ancestrally and then you're living in a colder climate where there's less you know sunlight and so on um so that that was a really interesting yeah. one uh, same again for vitamin c was also there's a there's a gene that regulates the amount of uh vitamin c that's going around in the body um and some people who have the the wrong variation can not be able to process or not carry the vitamin C as efficiently as others. Um, so again, they need an increased amount of vitamin C. It's, it's just really fascinating area of science when you start looking at, oh, so that's why somebody might react better to, to supplementation than, than somebody over here. Um, and, and, and going into all of those, those specific genes has just been absolutely mind-blowing. And I I wish I had it off the top of my, my 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 head at the moment, but I don't. But it's just like I've been studying under a Dr. Mansour Muhammad, who I had on the show actually a couple of times in the last uh, couple of weeks, and it's um, really really important to know, like to understand your genes to get gene profiling done, um, because then you can actually gauge which way your you know your hormones are going. I mean, I know that you do um, hormone testing, for yeah. example, and we're getting a bit off topic, but um, so you're looking at the pathways and, and so on that, you know, whether uh, if, if you've got 
So what what are your hormone tests do actually, Ben? Can you explain them a little bit? Yeah, so that yeah, that's a great point. And so I, I completely agree with all that, Lisa. Like like the uh, the future of of nutrition is in personalized nutrition. Yes. And so I've always been a big believer that that uh, it's about finding what's right for you and and, and absolutely on a on a nutrient level. Um, and just just on that on vitamin D, just to sort of highlight to your listeners, you know. Um, 84% of New Zealanders in one study, 84% of New Zealanders that tested were low in vitamin D and that's 18 animals. So, you know, we've got massive vitamin D deficiencies and you're obviously you're using sunscreen. We're not getting out the sun as much, et cetera. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, lot of different issues there. So when you start looking at the hormone testing, sorry to jump back to the hormones. Yeah. So we were using, um, urine metabolites. So with urine metabolites, you really pretty much get to see the whole hormone cascade. Whereas if you go get a blood test in the hormones, you're just going to, you know, get one form of estrogen, usually E2. Um, they, they will do progesterone, but they're not going to necessarily see um, your types of progesterone, how it's degrading, and and also the timing of your progesterone is very important because your progesterone is only going to really peak around day 19 to 22 of your cycle. So you need need to be getting the timing of that blood test exactly right. So what what with our testing, we've got. Um, uh, an incredibly advanced laboratory, actually it's one of the most advanced machinery in the world, a uh, liquid chromatography mass spectrometry, where we are taking the urine and looking at how your body's breaking down these hormones so that we can then see how many hormones you have and we can see the whole hormonal cascade. So you can not only see whether people, you know, their estrogen, but, but how is the body breaking down that estrogen? Because some forms of estrogen as it breaks down are actually very toxic. One, yeah. one form is, um, it's actually the most researched molecule for breast cancer. Yes. And, and so, um, so you, you're starting to see the whole cascade of what's going on. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously that's really useful for women who uh, are, you know, having menstrual pain, menstrual difficulties, fertility issues, PMS symptomology, endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, really useful for them to see what's actually going on and yes. and to help norm, and to help normalize their cycle that's yeah that's really fascinating because this is an area that i've focused in on too um with the gene testing so looking at the you know the sip 17a1 and the srd 5a2 and the sip 19a1 and whether it's going into the 2-hydroxy or the 4-hydroxy pathways or um you got it yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 look, we need to know this before we put a woman on the pill or we put before we put a woman on bioidentical hormone yeah. therapy. These things need to be checked because we're, you know, we're what, what might be perfectly fine for one woman can be a complete uh, disaster and lead to cancer for another person. Um, and so having this sort of testing available and understanding what pathway your body is, you know, because the 4-hydroxy estrogen, which you talked about there, is being very inflammatory in the quinones and the ROSs that are produced from the 4-hydroxy. And then if you have a slow comped gene, so you can't get rid of it very well. Or you can't clear it. Yeah, slow, yeah it's, it's a very complex matter that needs to be, and we need to dissect this before we go and give somebody um, you know, certainly the contraceptive pill or the hormone replacement therapy, we need to understand those factors before we go and do that. I think is um, quite shocking yeah. to me that uh, as, a, as, as a young woman, as most young women, you know, um, I was put on the pill and all of the, um, the downstream problems that that has caused for me and my body has been quite horrific, you know, whereas for another person it might have been fine. Um, so th- that's that's an area that I think you know having these tests done 
and understanding your personal pathway and where your body's at right now and how old you are and whether you're producing estrone or or still estradiol or you know because yeah. all of these things have a risk factor for the cancer situation so it's really exciting that you've got that testing here now and that's that's available for people to be able to understand their own gene pathways um there was a test recently done uh, uh, uh the the name of the scientist um escapes me but they absolutely it was out of harvard absolutely conclusively uh have now discovered that the pill causes leaky gut syndrome that it that it increases the permeability of the gut lining with 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 absolute certainty um so this is something that we need to be aware of because as we've spoke about before the inflammation that that's going to be causing in a young woman's body is it's scary you know and if you're on the pill for 20 years or 30 years like i was um you can imagine the downstream problems of that have you heard about that study at all uh, I haven't, but it doesn't surprise me that you know a, a, a lot of a number of medications have been shown to increase leaky gut and, and, and gut permeability. We know that you know a lot of research around uh, the nutrient deficiencies that that being on the concept of pill drive, and so you know ideally it should be given with a high quality multivitamin prescribed with a high quality multivitamin to mitigate the the a lot of those side effects. So um, yeah. It, it, it's a very it's a it's a, diff, a difficult question, eh? It's a, you know, you know, at the end of the day, you want women to be empowered around controlling whether they have a pregnancy or not. But you know, at the moment, uh, the side effects of, of of the pill for some women are quite severe. Quite severe, and I mean, this is not to say that the pill is not um, correct in the, in certain circumstances, but it's informed consent that we want. It's we we want to know what mm. is the possibilities instead of just blindly going in and. And um, having and being on this without a break for twenty years and not knowing that there are consequences to, because you're basically shutting down a whole system in the body, and that is going to have massive consequences, you know. Um, but we've gotten way off topic because we were on absolutely. <laughs> it's all related, but I find it. Like, it's all good. I'd love to sit down and talk for hours with you about all these sort of things. So what are some of the other things that we can do to build our immunity? So we looked at vitamin D. We've looked at our gut health, so probiotics. Probiotics are very important as well as prebiotics. What is the difference between prebiotics? Yeah, so probiotics are the, the beneficial bacteria or the bacteria that have a, been shown to have a, a known benefit to human health. Okay, so there's obviously a, a lot of a lot of now strains and species that have been researched for all sorts of different benefits to human health, whether that's reducing inflammation, increasing mental health, improving uh, digestive health and so yeah probiotics are the actual bacteria and then prebiotics are the foods that feed the bacteria and uh -huh. so prebiotics you know you know really think veg think vegetables here but uh but you know the the, the real standout performer is going to be garlic onion leeks your beans and legumes uh, and so they, they've got a lot of uh, very complex plant sugars that 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 we don't break down but the bacteria love uh, and so we want to be feeding, you know, it's not only about having the right species and strains and diversity within the microbiome and the gut, but it's also about feeding them, them, feeding them so that they can thrive. Wow. So when you're taking a probiotic, you're trying to put good bacteria into your gut. And when you're eating the prebiotic, so, you know, prebiotic fiber and vegetables, and um, there are also supplements now available 
uh, that's actually giving them the right food to be able to to thrive and 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 get stronger. Um, it, you Absolutely. Have, yeah. You have a probiotic. Yeah. So it's a combination of those two. Yeah, you, you've got a probiotic in your. Yeah, we ha- yeah. Yeah, we got a probiotic called Gut Renew. It's an incredible probiotic. It's 18 strains. Uh, you know, researched the, these strains um, for for human health. Um, 30 billion viable bacteria. Very very strong. It's an enteric coated capsule, so that that delivers the uh, delivers the bacteria to, through to the large intestine where we want it. Um, and so we yeah we get a lot of very very good results with that. That sounds excellent. Okay, so that's probiotics, vitamin D. What else is on the list for immune building supplements and and foods? Yeah, let's talk about vitamin C. Obviously, vitamin C is required to build immune molecules. We don't make vitamin C anymore um, as as a mammal. Uh, And it's interesting when you look at the genes around that, um, most likely we don't make it because we didn't need to make it because we were eating so many fresh vegetables and fruits that we were getting adequate vitamin c that our body was like you know what there's a pathway here we don't use it anymore because we're getting so much so that's most likely turned off over the millennia um and so but in the modern world we're not getting enough vitamin c again a study um, out of otago of new zealanders um, showed that a lot of new zealanders were deficient in vitamin c which is surprising because uh, you know, you sort of think, are we not eating fruits and vegetables? Yes, but we are, but we're not eating necessarily fresh fruits and vegetables. So um, vitamin C degrades quite quickly. So the older the fruit and vegetable is, the less vitamin C there is in it. And so, you know, a lot of the fruits and vegetables we're eating, unless you're growing them yourself, aren't necessarily as fresh as they could be. And therefore, our vitamin C content isn't necessarily as high as it could be either. So uh, supplementing with vitamin C, very, very important on a daily level for, for skin, for hair, for sleep. Um, uh, for mood, very, very important. But specifically under, under times of immune stress, we need more vitamin C because vitamin C is required to build immune molecules. And so, um, so we have a product called Super Boost C, which is very strong. Um, so it's got uh, 1,500 milligrams for half a teaspoon. And then, and then another aspect around vitamin C is the bioflavonoids, they recycle the electron for vitamin C. So you really want a two-to-one ratio of bioflavonoids in your vitamin C because then you're getting kind of like double the vitamin C once it gets in your body, the activity levels. Um, and it's so like uh, vitamin C requirements, yeah. Is the, is the bioflavonoids, is that like a transporter of the vitamin C in the body or how does that work? It, it, it's, yeah, it's actually an electron donor. So it's, it's like, uh, so you have a, uh, a cascade of like, so they give their electrons. So being an antioxidant means it can give its electron away, a spare electron. And so what it does is when vitamin C gives its electron to a, to a cell to stop it from being oxidized, um, that vitamin C has lost its electron and it can't give it to anyone else. But yep. the bioflavonoid can give its electron to the vitamin C and kind of recycle it. And, oh. so the, and, then, and so there's a whole, so when you eat a, when you eat a deep fried, when you eat a deep fried potato chip, for example, um, vitamin E will give its electron to stabilize that fatty molecule. Um, so then, and so vitamin E is a very nice antioxidant for fats. And then vitamin C will give its electron to vitamin E and then bioflavonoids will give its electron to uh, vitamin C. And then your body makes a molecule called glutathione, which is a base antioxidant, which will give its electron to the bioflavonoid. So you have this kind of cascade of recycling of protection throughout your whole body. 
and mm-hmm. and so um, and so the, you know this is just one one reason why vitamin C is okay kind of off subject subject but but it's part of part of this cascade. Yeah, no, very, very fascinating. Those whole biochemical processes fascinate me as like how one donates to the other and gives it to the other and then it's changed into that and it's all part of this thing that we. This is why yeah. we're so intricate, aren't we? We are such. Uh, we in one way we're super robust, on the other other hand we're extremely complicated, and you get one little thing wrong and uh you start to get problems down the track um vitamin c and collagen production uh or so collagen uh, so collagen is needs vitamin c to to be synthesized is that the the right way of putting it yes yeah yeah exactly so it's sort of like so a lot of these vitamins and minerals are um they're enzyme catalysts so so that they're actually for enzymes to work which are like they're catalysts to make things happen um they need these vitamin or mineral cofactors for, 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 for and so the way i look at it is like you know we've got this you've got a factory that, that that's you know if we looked at the immune system you've got a factory in your body that builds immune molecules so at the end of the factory line are immune molecules that can go out there and fight. Now, you have the raw materials coming into the factory, your fats and proteins, and then you have all the stages of production which involve different vitamins and minerals. And so if you're deficient in one of those vitamins and minerals, it holds up the whole production line so that you can no longer produce as many immune molecules. And so uh, and so the, these are these enzyme catalyst cofactors. And so, yeah, vitamin C is required for uh, you know, many, many functions throughout our body, as, in, as, as, as magnesium is and zinc is and vitamin D is. Uh, and so, um, yeah, the, the ability to turn over collagen um, and build more collagen um, is, is then rate limited by deficiency. Wow. And the collagen is so important for our skin, obviously our hair and nails, but also for our gut lining, building the gut lining, our joints. Yeah. If we've got a lot of pain, having good levels of vitamin C and collagen can help with the pain levels even. Um, so it's, it's, it's absolutely yes. crucial. Okay. So, so it what- really is. It really is. And, and, you know, yeah. Carry on, Ben. No, that's I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slimming recording, guys. It's, we've got a we've got a, like a one second delay, and that's causing Ben and I to talk over each other. We're not no, normally so rude, are we, Ben? <laughs> um, okay, so now generally we've, not. We, we've gone through okay, vitamin D, vitamin C, probiotics, prebiotics, uh, zinc. You've mentioned what does zinc do in the body? Yeah, so again, zinc controls over 200 enzymes in your body, really important for wound healing, really important for the gut integrity, uh, very, very important for energy production, very important for um, the immune system to build immune molecules, really important for melatonin, sleepy time, hormone production, serotonin, feel good, happy neurotransmitter. And so, um, yeah, zinc is, zinc is really important. High zinc foods can be oysters, um, but we, uh, other high zinc foods like beef, egg yolk milk um pumpkin seeds seeds we, we generally when you look at zinc you think we're getting enough but many 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 people are, are low in zinc um and and so i'm a i'm a big big fan of getting zinc adequacy yeah i think most new zealanders um from i, I remember being in one of your talks years ago and you saying you gave us all some zinc have, and whether we tasted it or not and yeah Back back then, that it was a huge uh, problem that we have a deficit in 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 zinc in New Zealand, especially um, along with selenium. I think the Absolutely. other the other major major one. Um, 
Okay, let's just talk quickly yeah. about omega threes. Like uh, omega threes are crucially important. I know for brain health, that's been something that's been important for mum and, and her recovery is omega threes. What else do omega threes do in the mm-hmm. body? Yeah, um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, well, omega threes are, are like the the substrate that 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 are really important for the brain. So the the brain is you know eighty percent fat, particularly these forms of uh, omega three are really important. Excuse me, just a moment. I'm just going to talk to my daughter. Yes, Macy, no <laughs> I'm just on a call, mate. <laughs> she was just calling the dog, so we're obviously in lockdown. So um, this is the choice of working out. from home. And so yeah, so omega threes. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's pretty special. <laughs> and so the omega-3s um, help build, specifically for the immune system, help build resolving molecules that help turn off your immune response. Okay, so this is you know, really one of the important things is we want our immune system to be really tightly controlled and having, having omega-3s. This is why omega-3s are so beneficial for heart disease is because um, the omega-3s turn off inflammation and essentially heart disease is an inflammatory disease. Um, so, you know, in the 19, late 1990s, a group of German scientists showed that, that it's inflammation that causes heart disease. Uh, and so this is what, you know, so if we can have adequate omega-3s to, to ensure that we have the ability to turn off the immune response when our body deems that's safe to do that, um, yeah, very, very important for that. Very, very important. Okay, so omega-3s lower inflammation all throughout the body. So with heart disease, you know, again, um, going back to the genes, there's a, a couple of genes that are responsible for how much cholesterol is laid down, how much cholesterol is picked up again and recycled. Um, and cholesterol is Absolutely. in and of itself not the big bad wolf in the room. Like we, we used to think cholesterol was bad, but cholesterol was actually the body's balm for an inflammatory response, but it's the inflammation that's causing us to put the the cholesterol down that we actually want to actually want to get to. And, and this is where the omega threes can come and help calm that whole all the blood vessels uh, in the yeah. body in the uh, integrity yeah. of the, of the endothelial cells um, can be very very beneficial. Okay, so Ben, you've got a, a really great uh, omega three. Now, some of the ones on the market are not so great. Can you explain why people should not go cheap when it comes to fish oil? Yeah, there's a number of factors, really. I guess the first factor is, is around oxidization. You want to make sure that it's not damaged or oxidized. And so, you know, a study came out in New Zealand showing that many of the cheap fish oils were damaged, oxidized. Um, we actually do third-party testing to ensure that our, ours isn't oxidized, and then we put vitamin E in it to protect it. We also have a, a special capsule that protects it. Um, then you really want the active ingredients of omega threes. The key is, is, you know, a lot of fish oils may they may say are oh, two thousand milligrams of fish oil, but they actually only have one hundred and twenty or one hundred and eighty milligrams um, of of active ingredients DHA and EPA. And so, whereas ours has fourteen hundred milligrams, and so it's, it, to actually get a clinical dose that's effective. To give you an example, you know, omega threes are a very um, uh, in the research has been shown to be very beneficial treatment for for depression. But you need to be taking between a thousand and three thousand milligrams of EPA DHA for it to work. Uh, and so many fish oils just don't have simply enough. And then also the concern with fish oils is because you know heavy metal toxicity in the fish is also around heavy metals. So it's very important that the 
the, the, the officials, um, you know, coming from kind of pure sources and then also um, have been molecularly distilled to eliminate those, he- to eliminate those heavy metals. Wow. And that's why, yeah, that, that's why it's very, very important that you get the right ones when it comes to omega-3s and, you know, not, not the $7 ones. Absolutely. Like, perhaps. Um, okay. Well, thanks, Ben, for, for your time today. It's been really insightful. Um, I, I just you know, want to wrap this all up now in, in, a, in a couple of sentences. So uh-huh. why is the immune system, like we um, – Stress in the immune system is very uh, another key factor, isn't it? Why is that uh, so important that we lower mm, our stress levels? Yeah, so um, there's a very complex relationship between stresses and our immune system, but essentially what happens is when we experience chronic stress, our immune system becomes um, kind of fatigued and suppressed. Uh, and so uh, and so it's really, you know, we've got to manage our stress levels so that we don't run into this immune fatigue. Uh, and, and you know, start heading towards a more of a compromised immune picture. And so this is where you know, managing stress is, is, is so vitally important. Uh, and and you know, exercise can be a good stress release. Um, and the, you know, meditation, very good. Uh, adequate sleep, really important. And so you know, all of these things weigh in to trying to you know, mani- manage these stress levels as much as possible. Perfect. That, that, that sums it up really nicely. We've got to get our stress levels down in order to give our body some energy to actually do the do the good work and uh, have a strong immunity so Ben um, I just want you to uh, tell people where they can find you where they can find out more about your work your blogs your education your, your mm-hmm. supplements of course um, where's the best best place to look at? sure yeah, best place. Uh, we've got incredible blog and information at www.bepure.co.nz. That's B-E-P-U-R-E.co.nz. Or, or on social media channels, uh, Be Pure Ben Warren on Instagram and, and Facebook. And so, yeah, if you have any questions, please look us up. Feel free to uh, direct message us and me. And uh, we look forward to um, helping you on your health journeys going forward. And I uh, just want to thank you, Lisa, for having me on your show. Uh, you, you're, you're such a huge inspiration to so many of us. Um, I was just in our uh, morning meeting with our marketing team this morning and I, I, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm on your show. And, and uh, yeah, one of the girls was like, oh my gosh. So she was uh, pretty excited to have, you oh. on, have, oh, have me that... talking to you. And so, yeah, you've been a huge inspiration for her and, and you know, for all of us about how to, uh, how to, how to live life. Um, oh, thank to the fullest. You so, much. so thanks very much for everything you do. Oh, really appreciate that, Ben. Because it it is. I love I love uh, just just hanging out with people that are got the like minded uh, mentality and who are doing good in the world. Um, and and I do encourage everybody out there listening to go and check out Ben on Instagram, on on Facebook, and and follow the Be Pure blog because I'm I get you know information regularly from Ben, and I'm always learning. It's always something new, and it's always something uh, that's really key for our health and our performance, which is what the show is all about: elevating human performance. So, Ben, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Go and hang out with you. Thank with you, Lisa. <laughs> and we'll see. I you will. Soon. <laughs> I will. Stay thank safe, you. everyone. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends and head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.